three honest lads playoff previews continue. The USL championship is down to 16. And to nobody's surprise, Mike Jeffries is still in the mix with the Charlotte Independence. Mike, thanks for taking time chatting about the team and getting us ready for the postseason. Uh, pleasure to be on with you, Mike. Mike, um, just to look from the widest possible lens, rare step backward last year for the independents. You take over the coaching reins again, mid-season, got some momentum. How gratifying is it right now to know this team is a group winner, especially with all that's going on in, in 2020 and even a bit of a tumultuous 2019? Yeah, it's been uh, a crazy two years uh, for us. I mean, uh, obviously 2020 is crazy for everybody. Um, all the, the groups, teams, players, uh, et cetera, dealing with difficult situation and, and certainly a very different situation. Um, for us, uh, 2019 was a little bit of a roller coaster whirlwind. And um, I, I, I enjoyed uh, taking back over the, the head coaching role. Um, I felt pretty good about the progress we made uh, in 2019 and it made a little bit of a push at the end. Um, although we, I don't think we really are, were ever quite close enough to the playoffs. Um, and then uh, this year, it's been uh, a lot of fun. Um, we have a, a, just a, an enjoyable group of guys to work with. I think, you know, with everything that's gone on, it's nice to be out every day and, you know, guys are excited to be there and just, just being able to play. Um, and I think the mentality of the group uh, this year has been uh, been fantastic. So it's maybe... Um, you know, almost it just feels like uh, an accomplishment based on sort of the, the work, the energy, uh, and, and a little bit the chemistry of the group, um, you know, as much as anything. And for us uh, to be able to win win the group uh, was huge. Uh, it's, I think it's a, it was a really sort of solid, uh, very professional group uh, that we were in. Um, you know, a lot of obviously all the teams are in no two teams or anything like that. And so they're all, uh, you know, guys that are basically uh, professionals um, and experienced clubs and, and organized clubs. And, and so I thought it was, uh, it was a tremendous accomplishment. And, uh, you know, just to kind of maintain some of the ups and downs of the season and come into the last game, um, knowing that we could finish anywhere first to third and, and get it done was huge. I'll dig into the end of the season, the final week, and the turn to the playoffs in a minute. This group entering July, when, when the rules of the game got changed, I, I genuinely didn't know how it was going to shape out because Memphis had such ambition for how they wanted to play, and obviously that didn't turn out. North Carolina certainly had expectations to be a playoff team again. You guys were expected to make the turn back into a playoff team, and Charleston makes the, the playoffs every year you get them in the postseason uh, in this first round it, it's that whole region I was interested to see how they would break it down they put you guys in there with Birmingham instead they made the postseason last year when you saw the group for the first time just based on who was around you were you at all surprised with who you were packed in with and then the reality of only two of us get to go through um Slightly surprised. I actually pretty quickly understood the the grouping process from the league standpoint, um, just based on the location of, of uh, Charleston, Atlanta, and, and the two teams in Florida, um, which was always sort of probably the difficulty of, of piecing together the, the groups. Um, so that, in the end, wasn't all that surprising. I did think that uh, we got a really tough group, um, that Birmingham uh, was a, is a very ambitious team. 
um, in the playoffs last year, but also I think they, you know, pushed it. And they had, I thought they had a really good offseason signing players. Uh, I know Memphis um, went out and, and retooled and, and signed players, and, and NCSC has always uh, been very strong um, in, in our conference. So I, I felt like um, that it was going to be a really competitive group um, and that uh, we would have uh, our work cut out. But I also felt, you know, I mean, it felt, felt good about the guys we had um, and, and what we were trying to do. Um, and, and so it felt like it was going to be a, a, a competitive but pretty level group. Um, and, and I think in the end, that's that's what it turned out to be. Mike, midway through this year, there have been so many flashpoints for the country beyond the the realm of, of soccer. You have players on your team who are really out outgoing about Black Lives Matter, about the importance of social equality. Dane Kelly, Hugh Roberts, and, and that's just scratching the surface. How has this team been able to come together over the course of the last four months and put out playoff quality performances when there's so much going on around us yeah i give uh, a lot of credit to those guys um you know uh, brandon miller as well um as a team mentioned and, but, but the, even the whole group has has come together we've you know obviously like many teams had discussions as a group um had uh you know conferences um we, we have a, a youth club that that we work with the charlotte independence uh, soccer club and you know we've gotten together in terms of their uh, administration and organization and, and us as well. And uh, I, I think guys, uh, it, it is very important and the guys, um, have been, uh, have been focused on it and we've tried to be as a club, as supportive of, of the players as we can in that. I think it's, uh, you know, we're all very supportive of Black Lives Matter and, and, and social justice. And I, you know, I think we wanted to be able to give the guys at least as much of a platform uh, as possible and credit to those guys because they you know run with it and uh, not just on the national level but also in the community um, and, and gotten you know things going in the community that that make a difference um, so I, I give them credit uh, for that and I think you know in in weird ways sometimes um, it, it, it they they managed to kind of keep the lives, not so much, you know, the, the social justice work on one side and the playing on the other, but I think, you know, it's, it's allowed them to stay focused in both areas, you know, they're busy with it. It keeps them, uh, engaged. Um, and I think it also, you know, means that they come into to training, um, come in to play games. They're able to, you know, put all that stuff to the side for a minute and then focus just on what, uh, what's ahead. And I think that also, you know, somewhat helps them enjoy it. You know, I think that's, like all right, this year we're just playing. This is great. <laughs> um, this, you know, what, what can be what can be better than that kind of thing? So I, I think it's been uh, been a positive, um, you know, in that way. And I, like I said, I give the guys uh, credit. I'm really proud of them, as as individuals and, and collectively uh, as well for uh, taking a strong stand uh, and for some of the things that they put together. Yeah, it's pretty amazing that this soccer season has become more of an oasis, perhaps, than, than ever before. But for this team, you, you come in at the back end the last year again. You, you obviously know the run of show here. You do bring in some, some players who made significant impact, but you also tweak your system as this year went along. When did you become comfortable with the idea of tweaking into a three-back more often, and where do you get that, that inkling from that this may better fit our personnel? Um 
so to, many things. Desperation is always the mother of invention, uh, as we all know. So <laughs> uh, we, we ended up in a, in a situation where, um, you know, the group, it, it fit the group that we had sort of available for that day far better um, than, uh, than playing in a four-back system. Um, and it also was the, was the right time. I think we, we were, were heading into a game in which um, we, we were going to be, it was like, I think the fifth game in 13 days. And, and so we were going to be uh, pretty fatigued um, and, you know, felt like uh, changing up would be, would be good. It would be good tactically because I, 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 we were playing NCFC on the day. And obviously they wouldn't have had time to prepare for it. And I think it was just uh, that when we came into it, uh, the guys bought into it um, really well. Uh, it did suit in many ways the, the qualities of the guys we had, maybe just a little bit better and got guys into spots which they were comfortable. Um, we've been fortunate in that, uh, you know, the, we, we've got just guys that will work hard. And, and I think with playing – uh, the three at the back and, and in the way we play, you have to have pretty big engine, especially in the middle of the field um, and a, a tremendous work rate. And, and we've got guys that can do that, um, which was, which was fortunate. So, um, yeah, I think it was th- that, that situation where we were, we weren't necessarily struggling. We were kind of just m- not muddying along, but we were doing okay. We, you know, we, uh, win a couple games, lose a couple games, but, um, I think it did bring uh, a little bit of freshness uh, to our group in the middle of the year. And it, as, as you said, kind of put guys in the right spot um, that maximize some of their, their better qualities. Well, and that was just about a month ago. You guys swept your entire group over a four-game span, including knocking off North Carolina twice over that three to, what, three-week span. Is that the turning point where you guys go, okay, we can go win this group. We, we can go make some real noise. Or was there already a belief? There was, there was a belief, but I, I think the, the first, the, the 3-1 win with North Carolina at home um, early September the 12th, that, that was the huge game. That was the first time we played uh, 3-4-3. And, and, you know, we played really well. We came out a week later uh, in Birmingham and also played really, really well. Um, and, and it was another 3-1 game. And, and, and I felt like we were sharp you know, straight from the beginning. And I think at that point, when we walked into the locker room after the Birmingham game, there was a real belief, hey, this is, we've given ourselves a chance now uh, to win the group um, and, and certainly put ourselves in a really good spot for, for playoffs. Um, and, and that was, a, you know, a real uh, confidence build for us. Um, and I think it was interesting in that we weathered, some difficult results at home against uh, Miami and then Memphis. Um, and uh, yet the guys came out with a lot of confidence and a lot of self-belief the last game of the year as well, um, which uh, I give them a lot of credit for. You know, uh, that, that's not easy to do when you feel like you've, you've got first place sitting in your hands and, and you let it slip a little bit uh, to come back and, and be able to, to compete well uh, on the last day of the season was, was tremendous. So you guys end up playing North Carolina knowing that if North Carolina wins, and at that point I don't think the Birmingham result had occurred, they could go play against Memphis on, on Tuesday and eliminate you guys. What, what's that like as, as a coach where you probably saw North Carolina 12 points back two weeks earlier and going, okay, all we have to do is eke out a point or two here or there, and 
we're going to take care of this and we'll be into the playoffs and can we win the group? And you're sort of looking around going, okay, you draw Miami, you lose to Memphis and North Carolina's gaining steam. Finally, how do you describe that game now in hindsight? Um, so we try and we talk throughout the season, but always trying to look forward um, in that. So you can't go back. I mean, you learn from what's behind you, obviously you learn from uh, the, the games you've played and, and what you've done and what, what works or what doesn't work. Um, and where you need to get better, but uh, but trying to look forward in terms of, of how we judge things. And I think we went into the last game with North Carolina, one, with confidence. We'd, we'd had good success against them this year, uh, obviously. Um, certainly confidence defensively. Um, we felt like we did a really good job uh, defensively against them in all the games. Um, so we did go in with confidence. Um, we went out actually to be fair to the guys and, and I give them a lot of credit. We went in excited. We said, this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity for us to maybe get first place in the conference, you know, as if it were us that was, you know, it just kind of showed up and now we've got a chance to win first place, you know, rather than looking at it as, oh man, <laughs> you know, now it's going to be a tough game because of the spot we put ourselves in, you know, we, took it as, as, look, this is an opportunity. And, and obviously, we had no idea Birmingham-Memphis, certainly while we're playing, and, and the guys had no interest in that while the game was going on. But, um, you know, pretty quickly after the game was done and we saw the scoreline uh, at 1-1 and then 2-1, uh, the guys got pretty excited. Um, and, you know, and then the, the final result was on the on the bus ride on the way home uh, when Memphis had, had closed the game out and 1-3-1. Um, the guys were really pumped uh, to end up first in the group and, and get a home game. Uh, it was huge. You get a home game. You take on Charleston, who've been around this block many, many times. Uh, you guys have been around this block a handful of times yourselves. When you look forward to that game, how significant is hosting in the first round because of these results as they broke down the final weekend and the work you guys put in five weeks especially? Uh, and how much of this is roll the ball out and let's go in, in 2020 when nothing's gone by the book? Clearly, nothing's gone by the book. I, I think probably when the league looks at the home field advantage for the season, it, it's going to be uh, far less than on a normal year. Um, y- you know, uh, which is not entirely surprising. It is huge for us. Just in the, it's so much nicer. I mean, and Charleston's not a long trip, so it's it's not a bad trip. But it's nice just in with all the COVID uh, regulations and so forth. Um, it's nice not to travel. It's certainly a lot easier to kind of keep to your routine and, and so forth. Unfortunately for us, we're not going to get the benefit of a, of a crowd or fans um, for, for this game, which would uh, obviously be huge and, and would help. Um, and then for us in, in Charleston, it is going to be uh, familiar foes in some ways. Um, unusual that we've, we played each other only once in the year. Um, so that's kind of unique uh, for us and that we're not really familiar uh, as familiar with each other. And, and we're a different look as is to be fair, as is Charleston this year. So um, I think it's, it probably is a different kind of game than what many of our contests uh, with Charleston have been over the years. Does a game on August 8th, given all that's changed, really make – how much do you watch that film? Does it, does it significantly help you? It, it, we watch it for sure, but uh, significantly, no. I think we're both – I mean, that was, was that our third game or fourth game. Uh, I mean, that's just a long time ago, uh, although it's only two months. Um, <laughs> a long time ago in this season. Um, and, and I think we're, we're a very different group um, than what we were at that point. Um, both personnel-wise, uh, somewhat, and also 
um, and, and, and how we play um, and, and the level of guys. I think like many seasons, the first few games are uh, it's just sort of almost a feeling out process and a learning process. And, and that's where we were at that point uh, for sure. And then Charleston, I think for us, we take a little bit from it because you could see the makeup of their group was different than it's been in past years. Um, the guys they have, the, the style of play um, is different than, than what it's been uh, in past years. The formation may be similar, but not just in terms of, of how they play and, and what they're trying to do. Um, and you could see the starting point of that in their game in, in August, um, but they are, uh, I mean, they're probably one of the couple of hottest teams in the league, basically, uh, at this point in terms of, uh, you know, their record over the last 10 games um, so, and, and how they've come together. Uh, so I think it's a, it's an interesting game in that regard. I'll leave you with, with three more here. Um, what's the biggest misconception about your team publicly right now? <laughs> That's a difficult question. Um, I'm trying to think of what the conceptions are of us publicly. <laughs> um, That's fair. In terms of, in terms of like, I, I think th- these days I feel like, um, y- y- you know, we, uh, are, are trying to, you know, make, make our mark in the league. And, and so for us, you know, this is a, an important playoff game um, because we haven't yet uh, won a playoff game um, in, in our history. And, and we've been there a few times. So I, I think, you know, for us, it's, it's, we're just trying to, uh, to, to do well. And I think that maybe the only misconception is that, that the team that uh, plays, uh, fairly attractive soccer, but hasn't gotten enough results. And I think we, you know, want to push that and uh, and change that uh, sort of uh, that type of a perception. Yeah. Second, and and that's relative, right? I I, I think success over the last five years has been pretty pretty marked. It, it maybe just isn't. We we've seen you in conference finals, but that's a high bar to clear. Um, why are you most optimistic that this team does shatter that expectation? Uh, I, I like the chemistry of the group. Um, I, I think there are times, and, and we have. I mean, certainly they're very talented players and and a, and a quality group, and uh, we've had other other years where we've had uh, sort of a high level of, of talent um, as well. But I feel like this group it, it, at times manages to play with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder and, and wants to uh, prove that, that we can uh, compete. You know, maybe, maybe the, it's not quite the little engine that could, you know, type mentality, but, you know, we, we feel like that, uh, that we have a, a group that can play, that, um, you know, can compete in a, in a different level that uh, I think defensively and, and our work rate defensively has been a little bit better um, than maybe in, in some of the other years. And hopefully that uh, helps us as we get into the uh, playoffs. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, so it's such an important factor and gets ratcheted up, obviously, when you get to the playoffs. And a question I've wanted to know for a while, if there were a swear jar for your team between the lines, practice and game included, who would contribute the most and how much of it is Enzo? <laughs> well, first, the first question I have to ask, and um, hopefully my wife never does listen to this podcast, is the staff included in this or is it just the players? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the staff is included. We're talking a buck of swear. Ooh, Are you bringing home money this year? So, so here's, here's the, uh, the, the rule in our household is pretty simple and, and it goes from way back uh, playing days. But the, the rule is like, uh, 
for all the, uh, the all the fine money that, that I have to pay uh, in, whether it's to the league or, or whomever, uh, my wife gets uh, an equivalent amount to, to go shopping or do whatever uh, that she wants <laughs> with it. So uh, let's just say she'd be very happy with life um, as a general rule. Um, but Enzo does he he, he competes uh, fairly well. I'll leave it at that. Um, but and and for the most part, though, this is a it's, it's like I said, it's a pretty honest group and a, and a really uh, good group of guys. So um, unfortunately, maybe I uh, I would sneak ahead just because uh, I, I end up talking a little more uh, than some of the other guys. So all right. We can't believe it's possible. Thanks, Mike. Uh, <laughs> appreciate you. Good luck at the playoffs. All right. Thanks, Mike. Take care. Bye. Mike, appreciate you.